Hi, welcome to Help with Hannah Jones. I'm Hannah Jones. Thank you, Patreon patrons, for making this podcast possible, and thanks, Dude IDK Studios, for letting us record here. This is a podcast where I answer your questions, dear Abby style, and I have a guest in the studio today to help me do that. She's a comedian, crafter, and creative based in Denver. She runs the show Cuffed in Cabaret. Welcome, Chanel Hughes. Thanks for having me, Hannah. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, how have you been? What's been up in your life? I've been good, you know. June, as as a queer human, June was was wild. I was tired, so I'm I'm happy to see July. Were you doing hardcore like pride parties, like the whole schedule? Every it's just like I, there's not many black queer comedians in Denver. So from oh, they just had you working. They were working, <laughs> and I was like, "Isn't Juneteenth this month? Ain't I supposed to be off?" You know? And they're and like, so, "Yeah, we need you for our Juneteenth show." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just bring the Juneteenies, you know? <laughs> They're like, we thought about having an all-white lineup, decided against it. <laughs> I'm like, but you still might have would have got more money that way. But either way, I was on some all-black shows. That was fun. That's dope. But I was exhausted. Like, you're, yeah. you're like, yes, I love Pride. I love it all. And also, I'm ready for July. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you do to, like, rest and recuperate? I just I love taking baths. Baths are my favorite. Like, bro, me too. Mm. And everybody thinks I'm gross for it. <laughs> no, that's fair. One time I told my friend I I was like, yeah, I love taking baths, and they're like, so you clean your bathtub a lot? And I was like, why would that be? Yeah, what no, you say? it's gross. I sit in gross water all the time. What yeah, are you talking like, about? <laughs> I'm talking about relaxation, and you're stressed out. Yeah, so I don't. You know, no, I think a lot of people get turned off by the like human soup aspect of it that's fair i just don't really think about germs the way other people do well i i usually don't bathe in the bath i usually just soak and then i take a shower because i'm i live in an apartment and i'm too big for that oh, okay. i'm not a child <laughs> i can't like trying to ba- you know when you try to bathe in the bathtub and then you're like the dirt is back on me you yeah. might as well just get up I don't, I don't, okay, so at the end of the day, I do do that. <laughs> you do bathe in the tub. That's yeah. good, but I don't know your tub dimensions, Hannah. You might have. My but no, but I'm gross. Like, I definitely probably would get cleaner in the shower. I just don't think about it like that. I don't think it's gross. I don't, because you're just, you're just, you're cleaning yourself either way. And that <laughs> is already clean. Yeah, and yeah. I do clean my bathtub a lot because I, um, I calm myself down by cleaning my apartment. That's good. It's like a very soothing activity for me. That's good. Some sometimes, I mean, some I don't know how. Well, I smoke weed. Yeah. And I think that's like a you know it's like an instant soothing activity. So then the other ones. I'm jealous that it can soothe you. <sighs> but when I smoke weed, f- <laughs> I freak out a lot. <laughs> I the last time I smoked weed, I um. I just thought my uh, that the person I was with was mad at me for like two hours. It was absolutely brutal. I'm sunk in the couch like this, like mm. <laughs> like like I'm mid poop. Basically, is the posture feeling like they're so mad at me and every and they're like, "No, you're being weird, though." Mm. That's fair. Weird. Weed is a couple letters away from weird. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I guess now it's like I've been smoking it for so long that. I don't know. I, I just, it does. It makes me feel like, whoo, takes a little edge off. Yeah. That's how it feels for me. I think all substances, you've got like a predetermined, like some brains just respond well to certain mm-hmm. substances and not to other substances. But I can't 
smoke. I mean, like pretty much all weeds off limits. For a while, it was just edibles I couldn't do because I took an edible, a five milligram edible, and I fainted. Hannah, <laughs> that's why you can bathe in your bathtub. I think our body weight mass is different. <laughs> no, it was it was because I was in a hot spring, and the hot water will do something to you. And then I got out of the hot spring, and I was in the locker room because it was like a janky hot springs. It was not a nice place. But I was in the locker room, and all of a sudden, I was like, wait, I don't really, and I was with a group of three of my girlfriends. I was like, I don't really feel so well. And then when I woke up, it was all three of them cradling me. Like, have you seen Midsummer? <laughs> no, I'm not watching that. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a scene where they're all, like, cradling the crying, all the women are, like, cradling the crying girl, and that's what happened when I woke up. Five milligrams, but yeah, the hot springs is, mm -hmm. that's risky business. Yeah. All you can do is drink water to go to, the, I mean, it's just so dehydrating, but good. That's true. But I probably didn't drink water all day, mm. now that I'm thinking about it. You was living that hot girl life. I like that, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, I always forget to drink water ever since I was a kid. It's like a problem. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't grow up drinking. Yeah, that's, look at us. Hey, this is our reminder to have a water break. Do you think seltzer um, hydrates you? I've heard of it both ways. I don't know, because it tastes like pop a little bit. It's a little bubbly. Yeah, And I can't wrong. drink it like I need to be mm -hmm. drinking it. You know when you drink water and you're like, mm, yeah, just smooth. It's like, is this going into me smooth? Yeah. Does that make sense? It doesn't. No, but, it does know. make sense to right. me. It's like I categorize beverages. There's treats and non-treats. And if it's a treat, it can't be hydrating you as well. So seltzer water is a treat for you. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What else are your treat drinks? Um, you know, coffee, lemonade, beer. <laughs> but you don't think lemonade is hydrating? No. Some something about it, it tastes like it sucks the water out of you. The mm. way that it like puckers. Mm. With the lemon because of osmosis. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. I mean it's mainly water though. That's my only that's the thing. So is sparkling water. It's mainly water, which is a little bit of bubbles. But the bubbles, the effervescence is... Again! <laughs> this so is we agree. Yeah, that. <laughs> so much common ground well, there here. There is no water. Okay. Uh, before we get into the questions, one, this podcast is sponsored by the Patreon. Patrons have first priority to get their questions answered and also receive a bonus episode every month. And it's only $3.00 which is not very much money at all. $3, if you, I, I try to do like a bit about $3, but I can't. Oh, here's an example. If someone charged you $3 for a hand job, you would not expect to come. But if you pay $3 to give my Patreon, who's to say? Not my strongest. Okay. Um, you also get exclusive access to long-form audio and video of my comedy sets. If you want to ask a question to get answered in a future episode, you can find a link to that form in the podcast description or in my link tree on any social media platform. Okay. You ready to get into some questions? Let's, let's save some lives. Number one, how do we invite people to our wedding but also let them know not to come because we don't really want them there and we're just inviting them because my mom told me to. Marriage managed by mother in Denver. Hmm, what a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> what a riddle. Congrats on your upcoming nuptials. Yes, congratulations. Um, and 
I, I feel like it's too late. I feel like you just gonna have to let them come to your wedding and you need to get your boundaries together with your mama later. Yeah, I feel like if your mom is really um, overly into the idea of like having input into your wedding, the strategy that I would take is like, okay, mom, thank you so much for offering to bankroll my wedding. Um, and like, the, is there some creative, I'm, I'm imagining specifically embezzling money from your mom. Mm. Here's how you do it. Mm. This is how much it's going to cost to have 150 guests instead of 150. You lie about it. You lie about the surcharge. She pays for the bigger venue. She pays for more chicken or fish or whatever. You pocket the extra. Sure, there's some family members you don't want to see around, but, but you have money now. Extra money for free. So you don't think the mom is already paying and therefore feels like overstepping this boundary because the mom is already paying. I guess if the mom's already paying, how do you have a right to be mad at her? Yeah, it's your mom's your, party Shut at your that broke point. ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of secretly think that like, if the, if your parents are paying, it's your parents' party. Like whoever's paying definitely has ownership over the party, right? Well, usually in the, in the wedding, right? The bride's family pays. Mm -hmm. To, for you to take their daughter off their hands. <laughs> that's crazy. But so <laughs> no, I would assume that they're paying and that's why she has no say in this guest list. It is a weird time for marriage because in general, like a lot of what marriage used to be isn't super the norm anymore. Mm. So a lot of times now people get married when they're already financially independent and they already have money and they might have more money than their parents. And their parents might not have set aside anything for their marriage. So they, if you're paying for the wedding completely and your mom wants to be up in your business about the guest list, I just don't, un I mean, she's just, she sounds very difficult. <laughs> yes. But in general, I, I, I don't think marriages are really for you. Right? Like. Oof. Does it feel like it's for the couple? Does anything about a marriage feel like it's just for the couple to feel good? And help them move forward and stay married for a long time. Yeah. No. And like the only thing about a marriage that I feel like is for the couple at the end of the day is like a bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> a father-daughter dance. Everything and... else is stressful. Every person that I've ever known yep. who's gotten married has had kind of the same report. Unless, the exception is, of course, if you have a couple-centric wedding, which is usually just more of a party. You just have, like, a house party with all your friends to celebrate your love. But that doesn't sound like what's happening here. It sounds like your mom wants you to have a standard traditional wedding with a standard traditional guest list. And I think you just got to... Um, it, trying to strike a balance between it being a small casual occasion that you're going to enjoy and something that's like for your parents at the end of the day. Right. It's really hard to nail that balance. I would say just say, hey, this is realistically mostly for our family. Yeah. And if you want to have a separate event that you pay for that feels a little bit more like exactly what you wanted, you could always do that. Get another wear out of the dress, right? I like that. I also want to know who... <laughs> who who are these people that you don't want there and why like that <laughs> like is it your uncle is it who who do you hate so much yeah this is so interesting i feel like i'm in on the gossip but i wait need hang on let me see if there's any more details in the original question we don't really want them there yeah so it's personal 
<sighs> yeah. It could be like it could be like a weird political thing. I don't know. Yeah, like you, I, I agree with you. I'm like, if somebody's paying, then you're gonna have to probably shut up and have your own thing later. Yeah. But that's the thing with putting up boundaries with your parents is then they stop paying for stuff. It's it's a growing up type of or they situation. stop paying for stuff first and then it's way easier to put boundaries up because that's the thing with me is that like I don't I can't imagine my parents having any feedback in my wedding no. on what grounds it would be a joke yeah my mom's like oh I wanted you to marry a man and I was like you don't have enough money for once exactly if your mom was paying for the wedding would you marry a dude <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that would be a, if if I had a mother that was that involved and rich in my life. That who knew who that who is exactly. that Chanel, who is that person? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I would have married Drake if I was getting money from my parents. I would probably want a wedding. That sounds fucking fun as yeah, hell. Sound- I'm vain. I'd like a big dress. Yes, and a big wedding somewhere with all these people just to show off. If I was getting money from my parents, I'd have a completely different fucking everything facially visually i'd get the trap botox have you heard of that what is that brides are doing that they get botox in their traps and it makes your neck look slimmer because your traps melt away but then i saw a bunch of tiktoks from these girls and afterwards they'll be like my neck feels amazing it like alleviated all of my back pain and my like core is more engaged with my posture and I think you they're think- just trying to sell more Botox, but it sounds yeah. really nice. Because I'm like, I feel like you want to get this, Hannah. <laughs> I didn't even know about this. I can't keep up. Yeah. It's crazy how much, uh, how many ways they've invented to, like, shoot shit into your body. And they just kind of see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like my, it's with queer culture, especially with weddings, it's not yeah. any of these shenanigans in fact we probably try to get fat for our wedding you know because it's already like for most queer people it's like we're already not gonna be like pleasing our parents and giving them exactly what they would have wanted for this moment so why are we fucking around and trying to pretend with this traditional yeah in a dress in the church all all this hubba blue and you stressed out and weddings are already stressful what was your wedding like we just went to the courthouse word yeah easy so easy we got some gay shirts from marshall's and we went to the courthouse and it was like this is great yeah now 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 that we've been married almost two years it's like oh maybe we might have something bigger with some friends and chosen family but it's just like you i guess now that i see marriage on this side of it i'm like a big wedding yeah i mean if somebody's paying for it sure but just to have to plan that and deal with all your friends and people no that's so stressful it sounds really stressful to me. Yeah. I can't imagine. And, and then, like, you, most of the time, if you're the heterosexual woman, you're going to be doing most of the stuff. Have you heard how much people are paying for <gasps> weddings Wedding these planners. days? No. Like, 50K would not be considered a particularly expensive wedding by, like, bridal TikTok. I'm not fucking with you. No, I believe you. And I've never, to be clear, I've only had a few close friends and, like, my sister get married and everyone did the same pretty much, like, backyard wedding where it was, like, smaller and very DIY and had wonderful times. I've never been to, like, a standard big wedding. But, yeah. I have, well, when I was younger, been to a wedding at a church. But, yeah. Oh. Oh, and then my friend got married at a hotel and I was a bridesmaid. And that was 
probably a pricey wedding. I don't know how much, but yeah. I I guess depends it's like, on what hotel. Right. You get married at the motel. And it was six. on New Year's <laughs> Eve, so it was like like you you stop in the city for your shit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I guess like the 50,000 cuz at this point now you're what are you trying to show off to the world? I don't Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to show off that you guys are rich and you will be happy forever. But rich people, I feel like, get divorced way more often because they can afford to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I had $50,000, that's going towards my honeymoon. Yeah. And maybe, I guess, a house because that's what people get. Okay. So to sum up our responses, you've got a few different options here. You can do the hard work of setting a boundary with your mom, in which case you're probably not going to be entitled to any financial help with the wedding. It sounds like this is kind of more of a standard big wedding, and that's going to be tough. Mm. And I honestly, in this particular situation, might just resign myself and say, you know what, weddings are about, are a lot of times meant to be something for the family more so than even the couple. And that's a damn shame. But better to come to terms with that than to like feel like you're fighting it the whole time. And and you can, at that point, kind of like find out what, what are the special moments during this wedding that will feel like they're for us? And what are the things I can do that will be pleasant for me and my spouse? Mm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you can go to the courthouse and tell the whole world to fuck off. Yeah, elope. Always an option, unless you put a deposit down. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a deposit. Okay. Question number two. Uh Uh-oh. My anchor partner and I have been together for 10 years. We love each other and have a wonderful open slash poly relationship. Recently, I have decided I want to have kids, and she does not want to. Is it realistic that we could find another member of our polycule who is someone I would be in love with and want to have kids with who is down with this lifestyle? Or do I need to depart to try to find someone who I can have kids with? Sad in Providence. That is sad. Yeah, well, first of all, move the fuck out of Providence. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's just a sad, it's like a great place, isn't it? I don't think of Providence as like a sunny they're going through stuff yeah Hannah. and you're like move just that's <laughs> okay. your answer they submitted to a comedy <laughs> podcast they're not no, i mean it's funny <laughs> i mean you answered the question basically um this is interesting yeah this one's this one's a bit i'm just like i i feel like if you like y'all can make it work i know, I know some open couples poly couples with kids and then they have somebody else that they mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's in their polycule. And also, like, then that person probably is not your anchor anymore, right? Like, well, yeah, that's the thing is that, like, isn't an anchor partner kind of the thing is, like, you live together? So then if you go have kids with someone else, you should be sure that if you're going to make that decision or if you're open to that decision, that your partner is also planning a future where they don't necessarily will live with you. Unless you all three wanted to live together, but that feels like it's trampling all over your partner's desire to not want to have kids. And that's the thing is, like, are they okay with just being around kids if yeah. you all continue to have them? Or is it just like... But that would be... If you live in a house with kids, how do you set up boundaries? Like, oh, well, there's not my... I'm not gonna... The kid's, like, hungry, and you're like, oh, ask one of the other members of the polycule who agreed to have kids. Like, it just gets complicated. Like, realistically, if you want kids and she doesn't, and you go out and have those kids, you guys shouldn't be living together anymore, I think. 
Yeah. Because she's going to end even up think, parenting. Yeah, I don't even think it's possible. Like, you're going to have to live with whoever you decided to have kids with, and maybe then she would become a third if she wants to still come over and, yeah. like, be in y'all's polycule. And maybe then she wouldn't live with y'all, so she wouldn't really have kids. But the, wouldn't that feel a little, like, like so you have this 10-year relationship with your anchor partner and you live together and some person comes into your life basically for the sole reason of like having kids and then doesn't even live with y'all it's like wouldn't that person feel like um no. like a breeding cat or something no like, i mean i mean the anchor partner would become the one that doesn't live with her oh yeah and i think that like if if that was the direction that you were kind of planning for in the future that you should make sure the anchor partner knows that and that's a tough conversation to have yeah yeah, but it's also like y'all just came to the conclusion that y'all didn't know y'all want to have kids after 10 years together. So it's like, yeah, y'all been playing anyway. Y'all, so, y'all have yeah, a lot of exactly. tough conversations to have. I think. In 10 years, you never talked about kids or did one person change their mind? Because uh, I believe that the person who changed their mind doesn't always get to have. If, like if that person's important to you, the person who changed their mind I think should be more ready to compromise than the person who's been like steadfast from the beginning, mm. you know, but I Ooh. also, I think it's scary mm -hmm. to make major life decisions on the premise of wanting kids because I see so many people do that and then find out later in life that they are not, I mean, you're not entitled to kids. A lot of people can easily have a kid, but a lot of people can't. And I think that if you like craft an entire life around the potential that you really want kids, and then that becomes a really hard thing, like you have fertility issues, or your um, child might not be like the most common parent-child relationship that you expected, like, like, like you're a lot of people just kind of like sign up for like having like regular garden variety kid, and then they get a, a kid who's super fucking different than that. Oh yeah. Or they can't have a kid at all, yeah. or they have a fuck ton of miscarriages, and like the more of your life that was specifically designed around like you feeling like you made all these choices to have a kid, the more that's going to be heartbreaking if it's not in the cards for you. It's true. It's true. Because it's like, I mean, kids are great, but they suck equally as much as all humans, you know, where we're both yeah. sides of the coin. And I mean, I guess you making this decision hopefully means that you've done some research and you've like, you know, looked into yourself and what you want and stuff. Not you, I Hannah. I didn't do research about that, like pros and cons of having kids. Because Just I mean, like, into Google. Being, <laughs> like being around kids. Do you yeah. like even being around them in their presence? Like that's so true. What like some people are like, I want kids, and then they like you see them at your family reunion. They're like, ugh, get away from me. And it's like maybe you should rethink that. Like being I around. I dated them. someone who like was like, yeah, I'd love to have kids in the future. Um, which <laughs> which is something only a dude would ever. Because women, if they want kids, they're like, I know by the time I'm like 24 whether I'm trying to make that happen or not. Because <laughs> biological. <laughs> But he was like, yeah, I'd love to have kids sometime in the future. He, like, meets all my nieces and nephews. And he's like, kids, kids are gross. Very. I even realized they're so gross. They're so sticky all the time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he never talked about wanting to have kids since. That's what I'm like. I'm like, have you, have you even, you know, picked up, do you have, picked up your nieces and nephews? Like, mm -hmm. do you have 
maybe some godchildren that you're picking up or whatever, but like being around them, making sure, because they're overstimulating, they're overwhelming. And I think that's the main thing people don't notice. They could be like, oh, kids, they, I'm like, no, they're built that way. They're built hard to party and they don't know anything. That's a wild combination for a human. Yeah. And if you're not even mature or ready for that, oh, and it's going to bring out stuff in you either way. It's just some experiences you, you're not going to be ready for until you do it. It doesn't totally. matter. Yeah. I also like as a person who doesn't want kids I think I am um, have a, a an inability to relate to like what choices I would make if I really wanted to have kids mm. like how do you do that because it's just so hard <laughs> <laughs> how do you find another person who wants to have a kid with you and then get together you get enough money to have a kid well I then, think I feel like what I've been seeing now is a lot of people being like, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. And then they find somebody and then they're like, I'm open to this now. Like, yeah. I, I, it's more of a soft landing. It's more of like, I feel like you start your life off so hard. Like in your 20s, you're like, fuck all this. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then you get older and you're like, oh, you know, like I'm way more capable. I'm way more able. Like life is my choices and my terms. Well, that's one thing is like sitting down and realizing like, oh, I'm open to having a kid now as opposed to preemptively being like in the future, I know I want kids. But I felt like I wanted kids, but I feel like wanting kids and then like actually like like having them. But I feel like it's good to know you want kids, right? Because then you're not going to be 10 years into a relationship and being like, oh, shit. <laughs> You don't That's want kids. It's like at least y'all started dating and maybe like, you know, you've expressed like, I do. I would like to have kids. And then that person would be like, yeah, your name, you know. So you already wanted kids when you when a kid was in your life. <laughs> yeah, dropped off by Jesus. <laughs> um, I, I, I did want kids. And I figured that if I was married, like in a heterosexual relationship, I probably would have had kids. Now that I have a kid. It's like, oh, whoa, I had no idea what I wanted and what I was getting into. But I've always loved kids. Like, since I was yeah. little, I was, like, the cousin that was like, I'll stay with the kids. You all go ride. Like, I've always loved kids. So I knew that about myself. But then as you get older, as I got older, I was like, oh, kids are real things. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they're not just, like, dolls to one or, oh, I had a kid and it changed my life. No, 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 no. They need you. They need yeah, to eat. kids can't fix a relationship. Not, they can't. They will kill some they shit. They will only make things harder. Like sometimes my kid is like, he just goes to his mom. And he's like, "Do you know that Chanel makes sausages better than you?" And I'm like, "Why would you no. want to?" No. Oh my god. He kids cause divorce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the number one reason why people get divorced. Cause like, why would you say that? You what? <laughs> they like it. They love drama. But yeah, they're they are a hoot. And I love, I love having a kid. I do enjoy being a mom a lot, you know? Yeah. But I do under, I understand people who don't want them. I don't understand people who are like, I hate kids. Cause I'm like, you were a fucking kid, you loser, you know? And no, who hates kids? It's like the thing, you know, people love to say things to get attention Oh yeah. or on yeah. the internet. And some people do because, you know, when you were a kid, you may have been hated or treated badly. And so now you think kids are people to hate when really you didn't deserve to be treated that way, yeah. you know? So I think like opening your heart up. They're saying I hate kids in like a in like a Joe Rogan edge lord kind of way. Yeah, like uh, like uh. Like, uh look, kids look are... what I can say. Because there's and... people who are just like I don't want kids, but they don't bother me if they're around. Yeah. Cool, but Absolutely. like I hate kids. I'm like they're helpless human beings. Yeah, well, you can't hate kids. That's like hating. I don't know. 
yourself. <laughs> Say it. Just tell them, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly good with kids, personally. That's I fair. once. I once dated this dude, and he. Oh, well, I wasn't dating. We weren't together. He. Okay. He had a girlfriend. Mm. Mistake alert. Well. <laughs> but. I was like very insecure and I was like very much like I was like why won't you pick me as like the mm. answer because he had a girlfriend and you're crazy yeah and I was like why won't you pick me and you say that you love me and um we were in Target when well one of the things that he said he's like you're bad with kids and I was like I'm not bad with kids I have so many nieces and nephews <laughs> would you, you me bad with kids I was homeschooled I'm Duggar level good with kids we're in Target <laughs> once this little kid, we're like in the game aisle, gonna get a board game, an adult regular board game. We're not like on the hunt for kids or anything. <laughs> this little kid walks up and starts asking me questions about Spider-Man. And I was like, huh, what the, uh, well, d no, I don't know anything about Spider-Man. Why are you talking to me? Don't you have parents? <laughs> don't you have parents? <laughs> I didn't say that, but that was the vibes that I was giving off. And he's like, that's so weird and embarrassing that that's how you respond to kids. And it hurt my feelings so bad. And Damn. then I got, like, really insecure about how I am with kids. But do you, are you feeling any better or no? You're still... I think it's like being good with kids is a combination of different things. There's being kind to kids, and I think I am kind to kids, and I take an interest in my nieces and nephews' lives, and I try to be as present as I can, even though we live pretty far away from each other. And then there's like having charisma and like being into kids stuff naturally like my brother is really good at soccer and he can like play soccer with the kids and like I'm not into any kid shit and kids haven't listened to any comedy specials we have nothing to talk but kids are into talking I yeah. feel like I finally have Taylor Swift I can talk to the girls about Taylor Swift but they oh. don't even know like the interesting juicy shit about Taylor Swift yeah that's fair adult life is so consuming <laughs> me at times yeah. and I'm just like even to my kid I'm like grow up so you can come to the club we about to drink yeah. but he can't he's seven <laughs> get a job no honestly I would even pay for him to come to the club with us like that's how desperate I'm just like come you'd be cool to hang out with but now you just want to talk about Neymar and LeBron James and ugh, you know yeah it's just like you know kid stuff be it's uninteresting yeah. But it's not it's not their fault. Their worlds are small. And I try, you know. But at a certain point, it's like if you're not actually into yeah. basketball, how much are you going to talk about LeBron James with a kid? No, I'm not talking about that with him. Okay. I'm like, go find a dad. So returning to the original scenario, should you, should you find another person, another member of our polycule who you can fall in love with and want to have kids with and is down with the lifestyle – or break up with your anchor partner and try to find someone you can have kids with. Me personally, and I say this full disclosure as someone who doesn't really want to have kids and is very skeptical of people who plan their future around having kids because they think it's just so heartbreaking when it's not in the cards for you. I would say a 10-year relationship would be a lot to throw away over the possibility of having kids in the future. I would say... Keep meeting new people, and maybe you'll find the perfect polycule situation. So many people are open now. You also might meet 
you know, like a single mom mm-hmm. and boom, mm-hmm. kids in your life in the polycule. And like, there's just a lot of, I think that's really likely to happen. I think it's as likely as if you broke up with your anchor partner and went searching as like a single person. I think both of them seem like a shot in the dark and it might happen for you and I hope it does. And it also might not. And I hope that you're prepared for that possibility. But but don't, a 10 year relationship is really special. It is. That's why I'm like, maybe maybe if she's willing to unanchor and you can anchor with someone else that you naturally meet, it's going to take time. And maybe even, yeah, like you said, a kid, that's how I got my kid when mm-hmm. he was four. And that's great. I love that. His potty trained, you know, didn't tear up the couch. Would that have been something that could have happened for you if you had an anchor partner at the time? Would your wife well, have been open to that? Like being in a poly, like. But we're monogamous, so I don't know. We're, we're not, so I'm probably not. not. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's like I don't. I guess I've never even considered that because. Yeah. I've always been monogamous, so unless I was hoeing, but <laughs> you know, like when I wasn't, I wasn't. But when I got in a relationship, it's like this is who I'm with. Yeah. You know? And so, like, yeah, my wife already had her baby, and we were best friends, so that baby knew me. He he called me auntie before, mm-hmm. and even as I was transitioning into motherhood with him, so. Yeah, I'm like, you can find a baby. They're at Walmart in the carts for free. You can find a baby. <laughs> They're plentiful. Yeah, and just contribute to that baby's life. Maybe you and a new anchor partner, then your other anchor can maybe find somebody as well, and then y'all could still, you know what I'm saying, have a polycule. Yeah. The more the merrier. Absolutely. I think we nailed that. Okay. <laughs> this is a long and juicy one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excuse me. Um, am I wrong for not wanting to hang out with my friend and his girlfriend when I know she doesn't like me that much? We're all young. I'm 22 and they're both 20 and I've known her for three years and I've known my friend since early childhood. I like her and I always try and invite her to stuff and ask about her life and not just have her be my friend's girlfriend, but she doesn't really do anything similar to me. Um, similar for me. Like she doesn't ask those questions and invite him. Unfortunately, the idea of having any sort of unreciprocated feeling fills me with dread, so I haven't had a good time hanging out with her recently. They're both, for now, always around each other, so I can't really hang out with him as friends. His girlfriend needs to be there because they're long distance and they never see each other. They're always around each other, but they never see each other. Confusing. Couple this with the very juvenile way they show affection and how I always end up as a third wheel. And at this point, I just don't like being around her. I've mentioned how I get a little insecure when I notice she doesn't like me to my friend. And he just says, well, you can't force her to like you, so nothing to do. Which, fair, but he didn't really try to make me feel better. He makes it seem like I just made my own downfall. It just feels weird when my friend just doesn't want to hang out with me one-on-one or do things with me because I'd rather be with my girlfriend. IDK, maybe I'm just bitter. I haven't been in any relationship my whole life, so I don't know what that's like. I've had people describe their relationship where they see each other like four or five times a week and how they FaceTime for like an hour every day, and it sounds miserable. So maybe I just can't understand any long-term relationship to a certain degree, and that's why I'm a hater when we spent all spend time. Let me know if I even make sense. Thank you. Blink 184. That's fair. I'm, I I think it's hard anytime your friend gets in a relationship. Yeah. You, you couldn't pay me to be 20 again. Okay. 
Not at all. Not one cent of a dollar. Not the a million dollars. age sucks. And the relationships from that age suck so bad. Everyone's because so it's, annoying. It's so annoying and stinky. Mm-hmm. And it's still the, like, obsessed with each other type of teenage relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, up on each other and in each other's booty holes. And you're like, give each other space. Yeah. But I also feel like, I don't know. I, I I guess it's hard sometimes because friendships be, are really like relationships have the sexual component and the intimacy, but friendships really do have deep intimacy. Yeah. And it seems, and especially when you're 20, it's more likely that you're in the beginning of stages of a lifelong friendship than that you're in the beginning of stages of a lifelong romantic partnership. Exactly. Exactly. And I know the the third friend is feeling left out. And I also feel like sometimes in these situations, if you wait it out, you if you've been here this long. Yeah. Like like wait it out and see how long they last. And not in a mean way. No, for in real. a realistic way. And also, I'm like your friend. Not that they have to choose, but they're going to have to schedule better, you know? I know that, like, at 22, pussy's important. It's very. It's No, your friend is on track to lose all his friends, for sure. That's true. That's why I'm like, if you step back and then he's like, oh. It's like, sometimes you have to get your power back that way, too. Yeah, here's what I think. So they were long distance, and she, I'm guessing, just got back to town for, I'm going to guess, the summer. (laughs) Is Ah, that it? They were away at college. She just got back for the summer. Three months... Here's what you're going to do. You're going to hang out once a month. You're going to blow him off with mysterious excuses the other times. But you're going to do your duty and you're going to treat it like a work hangout. Like I have to accomplish the goal of maintaining this friendship. And then uh, there's a deadline to this problem, right? They're going to be long distance again at some point. And if it ever becomes a situation where she's back for the foreseeable future and the same issue has arisen, she's not fun to be around, she's rude to you, and he can't hang out without her, then what you're going to do is you're going to say, hey, man, I just really don't like hanging out with your girlfriend. And you won't be his only friend who says this, unless you're his only friend, in which case you're in an even better position from a negotiation standpoint to say hard no I don't like hanging out with her once in a while I will do it but it does not feel fun to me it feels like I am working at my job of being nice to her and she's not giving me the same respect I love you I support all of your choices but if you want to hang out with me let me know and we'll plan a one-on-one hangout for two people where two people will be present But there's no reason to set that harsh boundary and open up that hard conversation if there's a deadline to it. It's just three months. Yeah. Just let him be a stupid idiot for three months because we're all going to be a stupid idiot for three months at some point in our lives. You'll be a stupid idiot for three months at some point. Okay? Once you find whoever you might date. Absolutely. It's just a part of the 20s. Yeah. It's like... I used to date dudes and then completely like ignore my friends because what what you realize is that this person, even your friend is going to realize that this person is unrealistic. If this person, I know that they're in, you know, in that young love, but if they take up all your time like this, it's more than likely they're not even enjoying it either. <laughs> you know, it's like they probably want an out and, and, and to go hang out with somebody else too because literally the obsession is annoying. You're just like arguing and fucking at this point. What else What else can you be doing together this whole time? Yeah. So it's like 
I just feel like, yeah, give it that time. And also, like, go get some more friends. You're going to need to expand your circle, period, because you're kind of obsessed with this. Yeah. Like, it's making you think you're crazy. She sounds weird. Like, either (laughs) she doesn't have any friends, which is quite possible. It's hard to make a lot of friends. So you're not weird if you don't have enough friends and you don't feel fully socially fulfilled. But that's got to be the problem here, that she doesn't have, like, her own friends. It's no wonder why when you hear about how rude she is. Well, she probably abandons all her friends for him as well. They probably do the same thing. And then they probably guilt trip each other about it. And you're 22. You're a little bit older, you know, which matters. And I think that you see it for what it is. And you're, yeah, you're going to have to, I think, expand your circle, but in, in a healthy way. Like, go, you, cause you know how you like, am I a hater? Am I, nah, you don't, that's, that's too deep into it. Just go, like Hannah said, Just go do other hit shit. me up if you want to hang. Other than that, I'm doing my other shit. And I know yeah. that's hard. And if it's <laughs> too so hard frequent to say. with the girl, then just blow him off a few times until she's not there anymore. Here's one question that I have, because I always, especially when men read into the podcast, mm-hmm. I always try to think about this, like, what if this is his side of the story and he's a bit of a douchebag? <laughs> so a small part of me is like, what if you're like a terrible influence on this friend and she, like hates you ah. and she's like i don't want him fucking hanging out with you like what if this 20 year old 22 year old dude though like a slightly older friend from childhood too is like a frat guy who always wants to like drink and do coke and be around bitches and he like is trying to like pressure his friend to cheat or whatever and his friend tells these stories to his girlfriend he's like i'm not gonna cheat and she's like well i don't really want you hanging out with him like alone like i'll i can go with you but it just doesn't make me feel good that you guys would go out all night alone and this guy is like yeah i don't really like hanging out with him he pressures me to like drink and do drugs and then like or what if the boyfriend is lying Cause he's the main common denominator. So honestly, I'm mm-hmm. like, if your partner don't like me as your friend, what are you telling her? Like, cause he could have been like, oh, I was with him when I was doing this and he's cheating or I was with him. And so she so doesn't true. like, wait, a lot of dudes I do think do that will like blame anything that's bad in there. They'll, they'll try to blame it on like another dude. Like, yeah, he's a super bad person. I'm totally unlike him. Even though we've been friends for 10 years, we have nothing in common. Yeah. He's like, he cheats and it's really him. Yeah. And it's like, so this friend, that's why I'm like, the friend's like, well, nothing you can do. And it's like, oh, boyfriend, maybe you have a little bit of a. If y'all are hanging out and it's like standard hangs or whatever, and you're like going, I don't know, to coffee shops and shopping, then I think my previous advice stands. If y'all hang out in exclusively a party scenario, I think there might be something deeper at play and a reason why she doesn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, maybe the boyfriend's the liar. And he might not want the girlfriend around the friend because he's lying. What if the boyfriend's cheating and he like saved the contact of the girl as like the friend's name. So she thinks the friend is like texting him titties all day long. And she's like, this guy seems awful. And then she sees him in person. She's like kind of rude to him. And he's like, I don't know why he sends me titties all day long. He's a weird dude. I think he's secretly in gay love with me. That's a, that's something a boyfriend would lie about. Yeah, because that's what I'm like. I'm like, it seems like you all are pretty close. And why doesn't she like your friend? Yeah. What is the reason? You're like, oh, there's no, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, there, there's a reason. 
And it's probably something you said. And that's why you don't want your friend to worry yeah. about it. First step of advice, look pretty far inward. I wonder if we're getting all the sides of the story. Genuinely ask yourself if this girl has a reason to dislike you and think that it's somehow righteous of her to be rude to you. Yeah. If it's simply the two of them being annoying and there's an end date in sight, just blow them off for a while and hope that things get better next summer and when they're a little bit older. Yeah, anything yeah. to add? Yeah, I'm like, or, or yeah, and also go, go get you some friends who value you. Yeah, go get more friends. Yeah, for real. Very few people in this world don't need more friends. <laughs> Wait, that contradicted. Not a lot. Very few people don't need okay. more friends. Everyone needs more friends. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everyone I like when you say everybody needs friend. more friends. That, the first one confused my brain but everyone no, i think in general like in, in late stage capitalism like post-covid like I, I think everybody could use more community in their life than they oh, actually yeah. have oh yeah oh yeah because and even having friends who could t look and see what's going on you know so it's just like yeah some people who you just yeah if you do a hobby make, with make the the hang of three people a four person if you have an extra friend you can just invite them so they can check the scene yeah, and I, I, I see your insecurity about, like, maybe it's just because I've never had a relationship that I'm, like, insecure and I'm just being a fuddy. And I feel bad because I've felt like that before. When I was in high school, I had this um, close friend. My best friend always had a boyfriend and always wanted me there to hang out with him. And I was always like, no, nah, this guy sucks. And to be fair, it's because they all really did suck. Yeah. Yeah. I was right about that. And at the time, I was shaming myself. I was like, I'm just jealous of her because boys don't like me. No, those dudes were 26. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know when you're being treated wrong either way. You, yeah. You can feel it. So even if you feel like you've never been in a relationship, still, you know, you know when you're being treated wrong. Yeah. Don't shame yourself just because you haven't had a relationship yet. Tons of people haven't had a relationship at 22. That's a totally normal thing these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have had relationships. You have a very strong friendship with your homie. That's why you're feeling, and he's probably feeling some type of way. And who knows? That's what I'm like. I'm like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much friendships are relationships. Like, no, you're not intimate, but you are two people who know each other very intimately. And it's yeah. like, Woo, sometimes it gets so heavy in your 20s. You're arguing, you're fussing, you're like you're in a relationship, you know? And yeah. I don't know. Of course, I think everybody's queer and if, you know, we didn't have all these social norms then yeah, you know, you everybody might be would gay be with together. Your friend. I think <laughs> See, you that's guys... what I don't want to say cuz people do that a lot to no, me. No, you were dancing around it though. <laughs> but I I was just like, look, y'all might. Yes. You might. And y'all could just be friends, but y'all but because of the intensity sometimes of friendships, we don't realize that they've gone up a level and yeah. not even on purpose. It's just like, whether it be bad boundaries, whatever, like you, he, you all have. And so that's why, yeah, it's good to expand your circle. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I mean, if you're 22 right now, COVID, you were 18 to oh 20. My. Yeah. You got, you missed out to on drink. some critical skills. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, everyone's probably awkward and weird for you guys. Yeah. Honestly. People are awkward and weird who are my age. I can't imagine how much worse. And you're it like, is for I've you known, guys. I've known her for three years. So during during 2020, y'all met, and so yeah, that was a weird year. On top of that, so yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Hope you're not the bad guy and lying to us about everything. 
Do bad guys know how to type? I don't think they... <laughs> I think everybody has a story in their own heads where they're the victim or hero. Oh, yeah. And so if the villain, if the kind of like, as a third party villain is writing in, I think it'll sound the same as if a good person is writing in, generally. Dang. Well, narcissists are charming. Exactly. They are. Have you seen Prince Charming? You think Prince Charming is a narcissist? Definitely. Sorry, why? The one on Shrek is definitely a narcissist. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of, like, and Cinderella's Shrek is real Prince life. Charming. Oh, well, yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Shrek's Prince Charming, absolutely. We didn't get to know much about Cinderella's Prince Charming. Just that, like, he held an entire ball. Yeah. Where he told all these bitches to come. And he knew he was only going to pick one. That's kind of... Wait, that's so narcissism. That's The Bachelor. Yeah, that's right. We got to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, this has been an incredible episode. Janelle, um, tell everyone what you have coming up, what you're working on, what you would like them to find you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Instagram is Chanel Hughes Official. So S-H-A-N-E-L-H-U-G-H-E-S and then official. Um, and then Uchnelligan's Productions, me and my wife curate a lot of events for the queer BIPOC community here in Denver. Um, so we have a dating game. We also have a concert with queer BIPOC artists coming up at the end of July, July 28th, um, and my wife's mixtape release. So, yeah, just keep on the lookout. I'm all over doing comedy. Sometimes me and Hannah do a show called Chicks Rule. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, you can um, – Catch me there, ChanelHughes.com, and yeah. Absolutely. And I'm Hannah Jones, at Hannah Jones Cool. Remember to subscribe to the Patreon if you're enjoying the content. The Patreon is what makes that possible. And ask a question for a future episode. The link is in the description. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.